Welcome back to Calm the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. It is good old-fashioned uh, hate week, Chi. Hey, how you feeling? Good, clean, old-fashioned hate. Is it good, clean? Is it clean, old-fashioned hate? I don't... They keep... They, like, move words around sometimes. It's good, clean, know. old-fashioned hate. So yeah. it's... But, like, we just hate them. Uh, so we're we're excited about this week. It's always yeah. A, what what does old fashioned hate mean? Does that mean that it's just old, or is it like? Well, I will say that my is it better than modern hate? I, well, I think it's different because like our generation, and we've talked about this. We talked about this against Florida, very Florida focused hate, Florida centered hate. But I would always talk to my grandfather. And my grandmother back in the day when uh, they used to go to games and they would talk about like tech and stuff. And they would they would talk about how when they were at school in like the 60s and stuff that people from tech would just like drive by and throw like burning furniture into people's yards and stuff. Like it was just insane. Like just a lot of fire. They just kept mentioning fire. And I was just like, wow, this is intense. <laughs> so they're all arsonists. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I, there really was a big, there's a big, uh, mainly because we've just owned them for the last forever, uh, besides a couple hiccups here and there. But uh, they, they, there's a deep rooted uh, hatred there. And, uh, and I, for one, am still one that, I guess from being raised in it, I, I still hate them a lot. I so I, I I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to dumb down my hatred of tech. I certainly hate tech and always will. To me, there's there's a top four of rivals in in Georgia football, and for my list goes Florida, Auburn, Tennessee, and then Tech. So they're still in the top four, and in fact, they could be like kind of tied with Tennessee. But we, you know, it's just kind of one of those like you look back in the recent history with Tennessee. We've done really well with against them over the past decade. Really recent history with against Tech. We've done really well against them, and then obviously against Auburn, the same thing. But Auburn, Auburn's just always had those little things that they do where they just have the miracle, or they uh, hire a, a coach and he says that they beat the dog crap out of us. So it's just little things like that that add up for Tech. It's. Uh, you know, like we always like to say, they're just the little brother, and uh, they're just never going to live up to the hype. They're just the less talented, uglier little brother. <laughs> what else is there to say? <laughs> that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. I mean, I and I think for me, it's always just been that my, like I said, kind of my family. They've just always kind of burned it in me that you hate tech and and you don't know why like they haven't done a lot to you they've done enough to just to know that but but you you hate them and it's kind of one of those uh they've just kind of raised you in it and the pavlovian technique every time that you see something with tech they like hit you on the back of the head or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're You're in pain yeah exactly but uh and because they run uh, high school uh, football offense, hmm. it's little things like that that just piss you off of, that they exist, and that Paul Johnson just walks around like uh, like your grandpappy after Thanksgiving. He just looks bloated and uncomfortable <laughs> all the time, and and he has and he's people talk about he, he's got all the plays in his head because there's literally like six. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just calls one of them, and it's just it's so annoying that they are who they are. But I am. Th- I will say though that I, if someone had to be a high school, if they had to run that offense, I would want it to be them. That that's the team that they just by doing that they just annoy me so much. Everything they do just pisses me off, and that is just one other thing like that. So. Well, when how long has Paul been there since like '08? Is that right? I feel like he's been there about a decade because they went to the Orange Bowl in '09 or 2010, somewhere around there, I think. So I, I I'm pretty sure he's been there. So it's I mean before that though, of course we had, you know they they ran a little bit of our formation and and spread and it doesn't really matter what they run nowadays. But the one thing that always surprises me is whenever you know they can go and have an eight or a 10 minute drive for all they care as long as they're just getting three yards at a time you know i mean they're they're gonna make it down the field but they what surprises me all the time is that towards the end of the game they'll just pull up and throw whenever they have to and they'll still make the conversions and then lo and behold they had i mean at one point they had demetrius thomas and well demetrius thomas is still in the league and calvin johnson were at one point like two of the top five receivers in in the nfl it's uh, it doesn't really add up. And Demetrius was there whenever Paul was there, I believe. So I, I'm, I think he played with a triple option. Yeah, well, and then you also you hear the stories about like, uh, about Calvin, how the only re- like apparently we were pretty high up on his list, and the only reason that he went to Tech was because his mom was like, you have to play in Atlanta, and so he pretty much had to go to Tech still be in his mom's good graces and to make mama happy and uh but but imagine if we had calvin and aj green on the same team every now and then i kind of wake up and just think about that like in the <laughs> middle of the night when i'm sleeping i'm like god what what could have been <laughs> and to think if we had the two best wide receivers of that uh period on our team is just i i, I try not to think about it but sometimes i can't help it <laughs> You you wake up in a fever pitch, <laughs> wake up in hot flashes. Uh, but, uh, I mean, but no, I mean, but seriously, oh uh, eight. If we had like so, I mean, of course, it was an under underachieving year. But if Stafford had both AJ and Calvin to throw to, we would have won the national championship. I don't care how bad our defense was that year. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have scored every point. All the points would have we would have scored. But I mean. Anyway, we'll we'll get into some more tech stuff. Uh, we'll we'll talk about them, give it a little little preview. Uh, but did want to uh, recap uh, a fun weekend, uh, a, a relaxed weekend, but uh, some good ball this weekend. Was very proud of our guys and how they played. Uh, it was it was some just a clean game. We we hadn't had one of those all year, and so it was nice to have a fun clean game. Uh, how, how was your experience this weekend? Well, well, Patrick. So first of all. Um, thank you for giving me one of the greater gifts you can give me. <laughs> Pat, if, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Patrick, uh, after the after we recorded the podcast last week, he was like, "Hey, by the way, for this weekend's game, uh, got a box seat open if you want it." And I said, "I was actually planning on uh, watching the game at the house, <laughs> but now." You you bet everything that every dollar I got I'll be there, and uh, it was certainly one of the greatest experiences of my life. I walked in there, and and fortunately you you also invited my brother, uh, and he was able to go, and our buddy Wes, 
and my brother and I were sitting around talking about it earlier today at uh, dinner, and it was just one of those things that we both were like, "That was the that was the best thing we've ever done." Like, <laughs> I I I don't know, and 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 I told him, and we kind of talked about it. And I mean, obviously, for some of the bigger games, you kind of want a little bit of that crowd atmosphere or whatever. You know, I mean, would I still sit in a box for a bigger game? Maybe, potentially. But for, you know, when we're playing Auburn, I kind of want to be able to, you know, if I have to, like, strangle a, a, a Tiger fan or something. You know, things like that. But for those smaller games, it was pretty much perfect. When you just got, there's there were there was, like, so many different, there was an ice cream bar. There was, like, a nacho bar. There was a hot dog bar. There was a coffee bar. <laughs> and then, and then of course, you know what took up most of my attention uh, was the uh, was the bourbon a little bit. But anyway, you know, hell of a time. Very thankful. I can't remember the uh, the exact names of of who you know has a box and let your parents use it. But also, thank you to your parents. I guess I shouldn't even be thanking you. I don't care about you. Yeah, uh, don't thank me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Hugh and Tina. I, I know you you probably don't listen to this and. We're not going to force you to either. But anyway, hell of an experience. If if there's anything that'll make me go to uh, a you know UMass game or a Buffalo game or something along those lines, it's that. So if there's ever another opening, you let me know and I'll be there. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I was glad uh, we got to make that happen. It was kind of a last minute deal, uh, but uh, it was def. And then the the game itself kind of added to the to the fun because i mean like the guys that we were that we were up there with uh the guys who own that they're they're huge dog fans uh and they they love the they, they love the, the getting folks in there and enjoy the game so they had a good time and uh and it was just a fun game i mean all of our guys got to play i mean we had every string of our team uh saw the field and uh, guys were just having a good time i mean by the end of it and uh i mean you UMass played a good game and that guy Isabella, uh, I was telling you before we started, uh, number five Isabella, he was uh, he he was like he was so prolific for them that my mom was even like talking about how proud she was of him. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like yeah. she's like that number five Isabella is just a great football player. He caught some really good passes. I'm like mom, you've never mentioned another player from another team by name, and you mentioned this one UMass kid. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was funny. But uh, our guys, I mean, it, it was. I just kind of thought, kind of just thought across the board. We just we had a fun game. We we didn't. We didn't kind of walk in. Uh, we walk in very calm, kind of like uh, like uh, Alabama did against the Citadel. Obviously, they ended up blowing the doors off of them, but uh, going in tied with them at halftime—that's obviously kind of a fluke. But we walked in and just kind of owned the game and, and had a good game plan. Let the guys have fun. Fields played phenomenally well, and I guess we, we can jump into everybody. But I just thought across the board, it was a fun. It was just a fun game. No, it definitely was. And whenever you score sixty six points, uh, you're you're doing something right at least on one side of the ball. And a lot of people are kind of concerned about the fact that we gave up twenty seven to them. But it's just kind of one of those things that one when you're subbing in and out, you guys you're putting third stringer, fourth stringer, fifth stringers in there somewhere. I mean, you're you're gonna have a little bit of they're they're gonna put up some points on you. I mean, they're gonna have to play most of their first team. But at the same time, it's just. We're not, you know, 
it's college football. It's it, there's going to be points scored on both sides of the ball, and and still obviously the margin of victory was very high, just under forty points. So it's just going to have to be, uh, you know, we need to lock it down a little bit more. But that one receiver, I mean, he's gifted. So is the quarterback. The quarterback was good, uh, and and also the that Isabella guy was. I mean, he made he he put some moves on DeAndre Baker a couple times. I mean, you're talking you're talking about an all all American. Um, so he, I mean, and Baker, I'm not saying he struggled with him, but Baker, I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw him afterwards go over and, you know, talk to him and, you know, pat him on the head and, you know, say like, Hey man, you're, you're legit kind of thing. I'm, I'm going to keep my eye out to see if that as Isabella guy gets drafted this year. But uh, all in all, man, I mean, whenever you, uh, put up that many points and you got, I think we had like what, five, six different players score touchdowns, uh, this, this, uh, game. I think actually, I mean, counting the quarterbacks, I think eight, I believe. So anyway, regardless, I had some boys scoring. Tyler Simmons, proud of that guy, got two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, two two long. I mean, yeah, the run was forty nine yards, and then the uh, pass from Fromm down the sidelines. Uh, we had three passes, as we talked about it. We had three passes that looked damn good coming out of the. I mean. So Fields Fields had two. Uh, one of them was obvious to Miko, and I'll let you expound on that a little bit. And then uh, the other one was to Demetrius and into the end zone, and Demetrius just decided I'm going to drop this ball. But I thought we were both talking about it. I thought that that ball was sailed. You know, no way that makes it to him, and it just dropped right over his shoulder. I said that was that was, although it was incomplete, that might have been the most impressive throw of the day. And then Fromm's throw down the sideline on the uh, on the north end to to Simmons. You know he audibled at sideline out of it, and then he went on there. So anyway, some awesome throws. Tell me more about that Miko throw, though. Well, I mean, and, and I did want to say because that was kind of the first one that he threw that day that was just gorgeous. And I don't know if you, I, I kind of felt it when he threw that ball. I felt the air kind of leave the room. Like I, it was just kind of like it kind of the air just kind of everybody just kind of stopped breathing to watch this thing because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't rear back to to throw this ball. I mean, he's just in his typical throwing motion and just flicks this this basically on a rope. I mean, it was high, but it was it felt like he just zinged, zoomed it across the field. But I thought he had overthrown Miko by a mile. Miko Hardman, one of the fastest players on our team, probably top, at least top three or five, whatever. I don't know how some of these kids are crazy fast now, but he is running full sprint down the sideline and Justin Fields is able to hit him in stride without him skipping a beat. And it is just like, it's like a guy running the hundred, hundred meter dash and somebody throwing a football to him and him, then them just like catching it and, and not just not stopping i don't know how else to describe it but it, it's just so it's wild and, and then it's him to do that again with demetrius uh it just shows that what this kid's capable of and i mean i think he showed this past week and obviously it's umass and you can say but that's a throw like that in practice is just phenomenal like it's just you, yeah. you do that in any situation let alone a game game setting and and it's wild and, and i thought he played a really good game just across the board uh, it, it was good to see him just kind of go out there, ball out. I think I'm sure they probably told him pretty early on, like, 
you're going to get the majority of the snaps this game. This is going to be your game. Um, take over it. And he had some amazing, some great runs too. He lowered his shoulder a few times and, and popped some guys. And um, I was just real proud of proud of what he did. Uh, but those throws, man, uh, especially that one to Ridley uh, for that that one touchdown. I mean, he sat in the pocket and took a lick and. and it, and he knew it was coming, and he sat there and took it. But he wanted to wait till Ridley got in position. Uh, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I was going to talk about that too. So, I mean, Fields, you know, you were kind of talking about how, you know, he has just kind of a different, a little bit of a different windup. Fields has, I mean, he played. I'm pretty sure he played shortstop in high school. He's kind of got that, like, whenever he's throwing the short balls. I mean, he's got that just quick release that you see from like a shortstop. But on those on those big balls like Miko, it's almost like he's he's obviously not crow hopping, but it looks like he's crow hopping like a dang outfielder. <laughs> and just, I mean, and but the thing is, he it, lo- it looks so effortless. I mean, it looks like okay, you know, let me just sling it sixty yards down the field. And um, no, I I was I agree, man. I was just extremely impressed. I think that his running ability. I mean, he had that one play uh, on the end zone. I mean, excuse me, on the goal line uh, where he started out to the right, and the guy came up, thought he was going to start to wrap up on Justin Fields, and then he he spins out of it and goes in for a touchdown. Uh, I think uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that, that he's going to be special, and that he. I mean, that he's already special. And you heard Kirby. I don't know if you heard Kirby, but whenever at halftime, whenever he was talking to Laura Rulledge, he just basically she was she was basically trying to get him to talk about Fields, and she's like, you know, you get two great quarterbacks, but specifically, what has Justin Fields done? I mean, obviously, he's shown a lot this first half or whatever. He's like, you're right, we do have two great quarterbacks, kind of thing. Like he's just as like, look, both of these guys are working. Let's let's keep using both of them. There's no doubt about it. At some point. You know, during the game this week, Justin Fields is going to come in, and he's probably going to take over a drive. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I I want to run. I think we did it. Yeah, we said so we did it back in '09. You know, that was the first year that we started the we we run the state mantra. Uh, I'd like to to outrush them again, uh, and I'm pretty sure we did it last year too. But still, I'd like to make sure we ran for more yards than them. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 get more into that. But tech is uh tech. You just got to beat them up. Like I said, like they're uh, your little brother, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think we got to make sure that we mention uh, another guy on offense is uh, is uh, Mr. James Cook. He had another phenomenal game. Uh, the guy just uh, I think you you had a great uh, description of, of how he runs, but the the kid was just was wild. I mean, they finally kind of just gave him a chance to let loose and just. Give him on a lot of on a, give him a lot of different looks and um it, it was it was just a fun game for him um so I thought that we played well to his strengths and just get him an open field and, and and let him do his thing he he's showing that he's just a purebred and uh, he's he's talented and uh, once he can kind of tighten up some of the some of the, I think the reason why we're not seeing him in a lot of the big games he doesn't know the whole playbook. He's not a great blocking running back, I don't think yet, and, and he's got a lot of room to grow. But he played phenomenally well. Uh, Holyfield, especially early on, he played. He threw those boys around like they were rag dolls on one of those those early runs. I think it might have been on the first drive. He just kind of like drives one dude into the ground with a stiff arm. I mean, just he's 
he's he's very strong he's a very strong man he's a strong <laughs> guy so uh, running running the ball felt like we did really well uh and obviously simmons had that long run but thought we ran the ball uh exceptionally well is also i agree i agree i you know we ran the ball well we passed the ball well you can't you know you can't complain about that i think the defense played pretty well except for a few, a few big throws that they just kind of, you know, gave up a few, few like mental errors kind of thing, being out of position. So, uh, for the most part, you're not going to be able to, too, you know, take too much out of UMass game, and that's just how it is. So, uh, what do you say we? Uh, is there? Well, first of all, yes, James Cook, he glides, he does not run. That that boy literally just hovers. So, uh, how about this? Uh, I think I was thinking since it's Thanksgiving. And we're both two thankful men. Uh, I figured we we would kind of go back and forth and and just kind of go go on a list of things that we are thankful for. Uh, and and I wanted to I told Chancy I wanted to preface this by saying that of course we're really thankful for our friends and our family. You know, good health. Uh, you know, just having jobs, things like that. But this is this podcast isn't about us. It's nope. about the dogs. Dogs. And, and we're trying to call them dogs. Dogs. So, without further ado, uh, Chancy, it's Thanksgiving. Give me, give me something you're thankful for. Uh, so, I think we're just gonna make sure, we're just gonna go ahead and leave with this as well. Uh, we're, we're, these are these are gonna be things that we're thankful for around uh, how much that we hate Georgia Tech. Uh, so, my first is uh, uh, Reginald Ball. Uh, he, uh, Reggie Ball was a phenomenal quarterback, uh, for, uh, for Georgia Tech and, um, just, just a great football player. Uh, his, the best play he had, uh, was, uh, I'm trying to think what year it was where it was fourth down their last drive to try to tie up the score with us. And it was fourth down and he just throws the ball away. I mean, just what a gift, what a gift of a player <laughs> and a great Georgia football player. Uh, he, he gave us so much, and he I, I miss him every time we step out on the field against uh, the nerds. So that's my first thing I'm thankful for. I like that. I, I I wasn't I didn't know if we were intending on making the whole list about Georgia Tech. So <laughs> I I just want to say I'm I, I'm I'm very thankful for uh, the specs mm. that 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 uh, Sir Rodrigo likes to wear and has to wear. I'm thankful that someone decided that they were going to take care of his vision so that he can nail all these field goals. And I know that's not tech-related, but it was the first thing that came to mind when I thought, hey, I'm thankful for his glasses, the specs. Well, apparently a lot of kids, and my mom was telling me this, apparently a lot of kids are like that are kind of like sensitive about wearing glasses and stuff for saying, like, he's, he's my hero, like, I want to play football because he wears glasses and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're not, and they're, and they're like, you know, like glasses are cool, <laughs> and they are cool, kids. Uh, I, I'm also gonna uh, let's see my next thing, um, and we don't have to make this all about Georgia Tech, but that was just I had to make sure if we're, if we're gonna be on a tech podcast and not talk about. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Reggie Ball. Um, my next one is gonna be Coach Kirby Smart. And that we have a just a badass of a man that is leading us <laughs> into the future. Uh, the man's uh, phenomenal, and we kind of talked about it last week. But there are just some terrible people out there as coaches, and we were talking about Tom Herman and like these guys right now, and Urban Meyer that are just not good people. 
and uh, and it's nice to be able to go to sleep knowing at night knowing that my coach is just a good man, loves the game of football, is a family man, and and I have no issue, I have no concerns about him. The man, the man loves his wife, he loves his kids, and he loves football, and he loves his mama, and they're probably not all in that same order, but they're somewhere like that. <laughs> I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I'm very thankful for that man. I'm going to go with, um, I'm pretty thankful for uh, DeAndre Swift's father's guns uh, and uh, and uh, Evander Holyfield, uh, two, two guys, two guys, two guys that just helped, uh, helped to bring about, uh, bring, bring to life our two great running backs and they... <laughs> And they just happen to also uh, be shown on every broadcast of every game we have this year. So uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Swift and uh, Mr. Holyfield for uh, for your sons. So I do very love, thankful for you. I do love that Mr. Swift, like right after DeAndre scored that big touchdown against Auburn, goes straight for the throat slash. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like way to go, son. It's like throat slash <laughs> yeah you know what you did yeah I, 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 thanks dad that's awesome that's a great one I'm, yeah i felt pretty good about it yeah yeah it just kind of came to me i was like you know what am i thankful for god um <laughs> better be johnny on the spot right here patrick oh man i wasn't ready for this you came to me with this very early right before we start this <laughs> yeah but you had so much time to think about it i know many many moments did you see uh the, the boy sh- uh, shot his shot uh, after the game uh, this past weekend where uh, he hit Lauren. Uh, no, it no, wasn't. It, 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 was Preth- was it was Prather Hudson. Yeah, it was Prather Hudson. That's right. Yeah, the, he was, he's our seventh string <laughs> running back or something. <laughs> fifth, fifth string. We'll give him fifth H- string. Hudson uh, shot his shot uh, after the game and said, uh, sorry that I knocked you down, but I can I can pick you up at seven to Lauren Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, Brother, I'm thankful for you, brother. You know, this funny thing is, I had no, no clue about all this. Uh, but I was talking to my brother about that whole situation. I showed him the video and all that, and he said that uh, apparently Laura Rutledge is is married. So, sorry, Brother. I don't know. I mean, maybe she'll still be down to it for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, she's she's married. She's taken. She he gave it his best shot. But uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. But obviously, I'm thankful for more things. But I'm proud of him for giving his best shot. Shoot your shot, Prather. <laughs> uh, let's see. I I'm thankful for uh, annual top five recruiting classes. Mm. That's what I'm thankful for mm. because it's not always a thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, annual top three is more like it. I don't think. I think maybe our first year we were number five, then we were number three, I think, then last year we were number one. Depends on what you look, what sites you're using, and things like that. But I'm I'm just very, very thankful that we are building a product on the field, and then we're also turning around, and, and I mean, going back to being thankful for Kirby Smart, and Dale McGee, and, all the, and Sam Pittman, and all these guys. Literally, it's like right after the game's over, they're over there talking to recruits, Hey, how how did you enjoy it? What was your experience like? You know, what what was your favorite thing? Kind of deal. Uh, the more conversations, the more you know, better product that we can have on, on the field, and then you know, have the more more butts and seats in the recruiting area because they get a hell of a view. I mean, you've seen it. They literally watch 
I mean, that, that entire section around where the dogs run out is the recruiting seats, and as it should be. And uh, so anyway, I'm very thankful for a continued success in the recruiting trail. I know there's a little bit of a worry with a few decommitments here or there, but don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Well, I, I'm pretty pretty, tr- pretty sure we're going to get a top three class. Yeah, I, I don't think we're, we're going to move that far. Kirby knows how to put on I, every every week is is a spectacle. Like he makes it. Uh, just a fun environment. Uh, that Auburn game was nuts. How many? We had over a hundred recruits there. Like, what in God's Stupid name? Loose. What is that? What does that even mean? Like, how do you even <laughs> get, orchestrate something like that? And, I and can't then, count to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> it's like, how can that many people be anywhere? But the but we and then that the setting of that game was just perfect, and the way they set. I mean, man, it was it was nuts. Uh, he won me that night. Uh, if he didn't have me before, he had me that night. It, it really has been these last, I'm in, in kind of on the same lines. I'm just kind of, I want to end with, I'm thankful for these last few years because what Kirby has put together and, and just the way we have played and the, the the physicality, toughness, all those those things that he keeps saying and, and the keep chopping and all this kind of stuff, there's a mentality shift that we've had just as a program. And I mean, I think when you see like the way we're trapped, like we travel to LSU, the way we travel to Notre Dame, the way that we go to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, like the, he's changed the mentality across the state of Georgia and, and for the entire Bulldog Nation. And that, man, it's just fun. Like, heck, it got us to wanting to do this. Like that, that's the, that's the kind of mentality that, that he's put in all of us. And that, and that's just, it's fun, man. It's just a good, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, man, he's he really has. He he's just excited this program like we haven't seen in a long time. So I'm looking forward to the present. I'm looking forward to being in Atlanta next weekend. You know, Kadena was talking about it earlier today, and I was like, "Holy cow, that's that is next weekend." Jeez, man. That's, that's that's literally like a little over a week from now, <laughs> a week so and a half from now. Where did this season go? I don't know, but like, I mean, thinking more along the lines, I always think that like. SEC championship is so far away, you know, but it's obviously just just another week. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're uh, man, we're we're all pumped about it, and you know, first of all, let's take care of tech. Let's take care of business. I, I here here's one thing I want to start off with uh, with our tech analysis. I let's not overlook these guys. I'm not saying they've played a great slate. Uh, I'm not saying they've. Beating a lot of quality opponents. Uh, by far their best win. Actually, their last two wins are decent. Uh, beating Virginia and beating Miami uh, in consecutive weeks. But they've also, I'm pretty sure, since they've played Clemson, with the exception of Virginia, I'm pretty sure that their the defenses they've faced, their scoring defenses, are ranked in the bottom like 25% uh, across the country. I mean, they scored 66 points against Louisville. I think Louisville has legitimately averaged giving up over 50 points this year. I mean, it's incredible how terrible that team is here this year. Uh, but there, there are three, there are four losses are against USF in the second game. They actually had three, three losses to begin uh, after the first game in a row against USF, Pitt, and Clemson. And now Pitt and Clemson are the I think they're going to be facing each other. Uh, obviously, Clemson's going to be there, but I think they're going to be playing each other in the conference championship. 
Uh, but, you know, they played Bowling Green. They lost to Duke, who's probably the third or fourth best team on their their schedule. Actually, probably the third. Uh, and then we they beat Virginia Tech. I, I'd say that was a little impressive just because it was at Virginia Tech. But for the most part, I mean, we're looking at just an ACC that coming into the year was thought to be a lot better than this. And then we've just seen that they – is a pretty it's a pretty terrible conference in college football right now oh yeah i mean mediocrity is is the current state of the acc besides clemson i mean just uh and and clemson's really bringing them up (laughs) to get them through that i mean they're terrible (laughs) and uh, i mean if you kind of look at their scores across the board i mean when you look at all of the acc teams that they've played i mean teams have at least put 21 points really I mean at Miami was the lowest with 21 and but most teams are putting 28 30 something points on them I mean a lot of teams have scored about that 27 28 on them uh and so a lot of points in a lot of their games but I mean they're going to run the ball and, and the one thing that does scare me is that I don't know if you've looked at the weather uh but it's going to be cold and raining on Saturday and Are you kidding me? No. Uh, no, I haven't looked at that. Patrick, well, it's, thanks for. <laughs> well, it's supposed to rain in the morning. It's raining in yeah. the. It's raining in the morning that day, as of now. But it's. Uh, hopefully, it just stays in the morning. But right now, it's saying it's going to be clear during the day. So, but you got wet field conditions. You've got uh, more, more risk for for fumbles. Uh, like a lot of. It, it can just be – it can get iffy. But my thing is, too, is that just how they the, – their whole MO is run the ball, control tempo, run their option. Uh, we do the same thing with our run game. If we can establish our run game, get the ball rolling, us, like, basically take control, um, I think we'll be – I think that's going to have to be our recipe and, and – Really, we're just going to have to maximize on the opportunities that we get. We can't have any red zone, uh, red zone visits and not get seven points. Uh, we just we can't be having any of that. So I mean, typical recipe here. I mean, I think it, and if I think if you can stay in that lane and just not turn the ball over in these kinds of conditions, then I think we'll be okay. Uh, I mean, you look at and obviously, I mean, I'm not comparing us to Clemson, but we are top five team in the country ranking and they put 49 on them uh clemson's awfully obviously a special team um but a lot of teams have put points on them so i think we can we can do the same thing agreed man agreed their yeah their defense is is pretty bad so i just looked up they actually are averaging giving up 27 28 points so it's really just i mean they've been somehow i mean they've hit so like their games have gone over like several times this year because one they're giving up so many fast points but then at the same time they have been moving down the field so quickly against porous defenses. The uh, I think my biggest concern for this weekend is whether or not Monty Rice is going to be able to go. Yeah. And I'm and I'm thinking I'm thinking that even if he is they will probably they might even hold him out for the Alabama game. And I don't think that's a terrible decision, especially since we get some of this young talent that can fill in there. I mean, it's different, man. I mean, you know, you got guys. These some of these freshmen literally played against this offense last year. So, and in some ways, it might even be better depending on where you grew up. I mean, honestly, there was 
I always thought that there was more triple option offenses south of you know south of Atlanta. You know, there was a lot more a lot more of that like ground and pound. You know, in, in like South Georgia, Middle Georgia, or so something like that, um, and not as many spread offenses. I mean, truly, truly, some of these kids they could be more ready than we think they are. But obviously, it's a little bit better. I mean, higher stakes. Obviously, better talent across the uh, on the other side of the field. But no, I think that I think that as long as we can fill in that hole for Monty, uh, if he's not ready to go, we should be able to pick up the the slack. But it still does concern me that Jawan Taylor is looking better, but it still just concerns me that we won't, we don't really, we still don't have a guy that has that side to side speed, and we're never going to have a Roquan Smith there again. Unless, I mean, well, we can, but Roquan Smith isn't here is right now. We don't there's have our, a Roquan. There's, there's our Roquan Smith plug for the week. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, number 58. We love you and we miss you. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's our real one, uh, plug of the week. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't make that a thing, like, legitimately. Uh, but no, truly, uh, we missed the hell out of that guy because, I mean, he used to just, it was almost like he was playing every position on the defense. So, I mean, I think Monty can get side-to-side pretty quickly, uh, but nature as in Juwan, and, man, I swear, I think Otis Reese is going to get more playing time. I think he's going to start to fill in that spot over Richie, so... It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see, man. Everybody's just gonna, if you don't if you don't produce, you're gonna get recruited over, and there's a good chance you lose your job. One of mid season maybe. One of those hundred guys is gonna come in and take your spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That's what Kirby does. He probably points up and you see all those guys sitting up over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this game too, like, and it, it's it's simple, but it's it's not simple, but. If our guys can stick to their assignments and it's it's just discipline, it's playing that, and that was the reason why we had so much success with them last year. Roquan was the most def, disciplined defensive player we've probably ever seen, and he stuck his assignments and and, and pretty much sealed the edges uh, in that game. So they there was no big plays to the outside, no 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 uh, pitches that got. 15, 20 yards. Uh, I mean, that's what we're going to have to have is guys just holding their spots and just not let. And the real thing you got to worry about is you got to worry about that fullback, that fullback dive kind of play. That, yep. That's the one that gashes you against this, this team is that you get that six, seven, uh, eight yards with that quick handoff. I mean, if we can hold that and not let that, that play impact us through the game, I feel my confidence shoots through the roof because when they get that going – they're a whole different ball team, and that's to me is kind of just that that simple play is the one to me that you got to seal up, and that gives you opportunity because you, that helps you in those uh, third and shorts, third and mediums kind of deal, because um, they can use that pretty effectively if they've got that opening. Yeah, no, that and and I'm wondering, you know, from last year, you know, we did the stacked linebackers. Did you just mention this? I, we just mentioned Roquan, and it was just kind of. And it was in the in the ethos. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, I just uh, wanted to make sure Go I was just trying to Go read, read, read some on my Cover phone. It. Cover it. Uh, but basically, yeah. I mean, you know, for a while, I've been wondering about you know how effective this might be. But last year, we were able to stack the line, the middle linebackers, uh, or basically the Jack and the Will linebacker, I guess. And you know, it was Natrez, and then Roquan had a you know was behind him, so he still could you know they could still come up and fill the holes 
uh, you know, whenever it's a run up the middle, a dive up the middle to the fullback, or if the quarterback keeps it, or um, whenever they are running the outside, Roquan's got a better angle to get past that first guy. Basically, Natrez can easily get the pitch man, and Roquan wouldn't would not get hung up on him uh, after you know whenever he's going at the pitch man. So. I thought it was genius. I loved it. Last year, obviously, extremely effective. They scored seven points last year. Uh, that's another thing I'm thankful for is 38-7. to seven. Uh, And I'm also thankful for uh, everything that we've – every time we've beaten Florida. You know, they, you know, what was the score last year again? 41-7. to seven. I love I love that. And 41-0. to zero. It was 42-7 uh, to seven against Florida and 41-0. 42. Against, yeah. Yeah, 42-0. I mean, 42-7, to 41-0 against Tennessee. Uh, yeah, things like that. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm not even drinking tonight, and I'm just getting off, getting off script. <laughs> uh, but uh, not that we actually have a script. But yeah, so I'm I'm looking for us to just kind of, if you can stuff the run, we've been we've been averaging over, I think like 350 yards of rushing over the past three games. If we kind of just kind of do the same thing that they do back at them. I think we've got a pretty good chance of uh, going up pretty quickly in this game. I don't know if you've seen, but they're this the spread opened up at 17. I want to take a gander at it right now to see, and obviously favoring to, favoring the dogs. Uh, let me let me take a look. It is still at 17. Uh, obviously, nobody's buying on on the on the on the techies right now, which is awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to see. Georgia's got this momentum right now. They're looking pretty good. I think right now the only thing I'm, like I said, I'm concerned about Monty. I hope he's going to be okay. And then, man, let me tell you, that that freshman quarterback, Tobias Oliver, he's pretty dang good. Whenever he came in, I swear it lit up their offense. Whatever, But they're also playing against Louisville and North Carolina, things like that. So, anyway, that's kind of my, uh, my last little thoughts there. I don't know. I don't know uh, if you got anything else to say. Uh, no, not against, not about them. Just, just really the the main thing that that was kind of my main main thought, and, and just not to not to get lulled to sleep, and then let Tobias like have that big play, have that deep, just a quick little the the play action type deal, and then just turn around and throw a deep ball down the field, and, and just get caught sleeping. And, uh, and waiting on the run. So, and I think if you control the run with your front seven, you can, uh, you pretty much got, we pretty much got that covered. So, um, as long as our safeties aren't having to get into the run game, uh, too often, then I think we'll, we'll be in good shape and, uh, just let number seven and number 13 just kind of have their way with them. Uh, and, and we'll be just fine. Who are those guys? I don't know. They're uh, <laughs> they're just these large, fast humans that <laughs> can take a football and go far with it. <laughs> hey, did, did you see that DeAndre? Uh, I don't know if he did like his floating step move this time, but he another thing that he likes to do is the like the high step, like to kind of like slow him down a little bit, and then he's like, <laughs> I mean, it gets it's gone in half a second. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think we I think we got a good chance to just mop it up on them. I did not know that about the weather, and that kind of stinks. I am trying to figure out what we're gonna do to make sure we stay warm and not wet, uh, which is dry is the opposite of that. So anyway, uh, I'm. Are you? I mean, are you coming up? We can talk about that later if you if you yeah, want to. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about. It, but yes, I will be up there. So I'll okay, up there. 
Uh, well, so I don't have, because we have been somewhat unprepared for this podcast, uh, although you may not think it because we're doing <laughs> such a damn good job. Uh, so uh, I don't have a review of last week's uh, Games of the Week because I don't I didn't write them down. <laughs> well, so. while you're while you're looking that up, I did want to say I, I just every every now and then I like to think of uh, while we're on the topic of tech, I do like to uh, think about the 06 Georgia Tech game where uh, it was Matthew Stafford's first his freshman year when they played when we played tech and uh, not the best season for us, but that was a season that we upset Auburn at Jordan Hare. And then uh, we've got this, and Tech's ranked pretty high. I mean, I think they're ranked up, they're pretty high up there too. And I can't believe I didn't think about this, to this, be honest and with And this you. game, I, I remember it. Were you were you there? At, were you at that game? No, I wasn't. I watched it on TV. This, this game is still, it's one of those games that I remember, like, vividly. Uh, and, God, it's hard to believe that that game was 12 years ago. But, um I remember it to this day, and that drive because we had we have not, we were not able to move the ball the entire game. I mean, we couldn't mm-hmm. do a, a lick on offense, and like this is back when Stafford didn't know how to like put finesse on a ball, so everything he threw was like two hundred seventy rocket balls. <laughs> like our wide receivers' fingers look like they're all dislocated <laughs> because they're trying to catch these balls from this kid. We haven't been able to do anything all game. And then we have to put this drive together and storm, and then we just storm down the field, and it's like an, it's like a seven eight minute drive, like uh to to get down there, and uh, Stafford starts to look like what he's gonna look like for the rest of his career, and uh, just playing great ball, and um, then Massaqua gets that touchdown, and uh, and and they've got they've got a great highlight reel of it on YouTube, and they've they've timed it up with Munson's uh, call of it, but then they get that two point conversion and uh, to to put us up, and man, I don't know, I, I just think about that game a lot, and if if you don't remember that game, this is the week to uh, I think we need to put this up on the Facebook, uh, just because everybody needs to to, to relive this game um, because it's to me it's like one of the top tech games. Just what, dude, dude, hey. Massacre, massacre, massacre. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll never forget. I get chills every time I watch that, which should be every day, but at least every week is what I do. I it was great. It's a great moment. I mean, clean old fashioned hate. Does it get any better than that? I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, November football. I mean, is full of the named games, the big rivalries, and things like that. Uh, and we got a lot of a, a lot of other big ones uh, this week. I wanted to remind you, if you did not already know. This is a, a fun stat for you, Patrick. So, as you may not know, University of Georgia has not beaten Tech in Sanford Stadium since 2012. <sighs> if you if you think back, our last two losses against Tech were both at home, 2014 and 2016. But not only that, they beat us in 2008 at home as well. So... They have technically won three of the last five in Sanford Stadium against us. Also, on that same note, I hate Georgia Tech. <laughs> on a different note, I've got another little fun fact for you. I don't know if you saw this, but the athletic departments apparently got together and agreed to not damage any property after the W. 
And it's I find that funny that they're saying that before they're about to come into the Sanford Stadium because I don't they weren't going to get the opportunity to do that anyway. I'm this weekend. I'm just saying it, man. We're going to kick their ass. I'll just say it. What they did, what they did in the hedges uh, in 2016. Uh, they do it. They do it anytime they win there. I, I mean, they'll probably they'll probably like be dreaming about doing that on Friday night. Yeah, and, and that that that's the kind of crap that gets me. That like reminds me of why I hate them so much, and and because they're petty like that, and that's just how they that's just how they do things. Uh, so yeah, I, you know what? I needed that. Thank you. That gets You're that gets me. I, that gets me. That gets me. That got me where I needed to be. I was getting there, but now I'm yeah. where I need to be. So thank that's, you. I I I thought about it and. The, the the amount of times that we have lost I mean seriously the last three times that we have lost to them have been in Sanford Stadium so uh, I yeah there's just a lot of different things I don't know if you remember this just a happy note after we lost to them in 08 obviously not happy when we beat them in 09 when we did the we run the state thing I mean I'm sure you remember this but the, the picture one of my favorite pictures of any Georgia football player ever a picture of Big Ben Jones from Bibb County, Bibb County, Alabama. He had done. He had ripped up like a yard of grass and had it in his mouth, and it had the yellow paint on it or the gold paint or whatever, and it's all over his face. And I was like, "That's a crazy man right there." And he's like any growling other, at everybody. Any other human would have died from eating that grass. Like they would have gotten like paint in their system and stuff and yeah. would have killed him. But not him. Yeah. Not Big Ben. <laughs> that guy. That's probably the the best thing that he's eaten that day. <laughs> he was crazy. He was crazy. But yeah, I wanted to just make sure I said those things. I it's kind of one of those things that at the beginning of the podcast I was like collecting my thoughts and I was like oh I need to make sure I say this this and this to Chansey because it's he's gonna like that but I'm glad it came back to me right before we uh started to wrap this thing up but yeah so let's uh let's beat tech man I hate those guys uh let's uh quick review of last week it was just three games uh basically uh we both had Notre Dame they covered we both had Iowa State they did not cover and then uh you had Cincinnati I had UCF just so we could be different and UCF covered so I think that's a one point swing in my my way uh so anyway uh, we will get into this week's Chansey and Cheese Games of the World Alright, so this is, uh, this is, um, let's try to run through these quickly, but I'm pretty excited. I mean, some, we got some good rivalries here. Number four, Michigan plays number 10, Ohio State. Michigan's favored by four and a half. It's in Columbus. Where do you think they're a chance? I, you know what? I'm going to go Wolverines. I just think they're going to, I think Ohio State is just being weird, and I just want them to really lose. So I'm completely with you. I'm going to go with Michigan as well. I think they potentially win that game by like 10 points, but they have not. So fun fact, I, I listened to ESPNU radio on, the, uh, on my drives a lot, and I heard Mark Packer say that Michigan has not beaten Ohio State in Columbus since 2000. Wow. That's 18, 18 years ago. So there's that. Auburn, who was unranked, very happy about that, plays number one, Alabama. 
Alabama's favored by 24 points there uh, in the Iron Bowl. So where do you think their chance? Uh, yeah. Uh, just kind of, I'm going Alabama. I think they're going to rip them a new one. I think I I, I don't think they're going to be like pissed off after the Citadel game, but it's just like that was just a bump in the road. Literally, they just had that boop boop. All right, over that, and let's get back to what we were really thinking about all through the past two weeks. So anyway, going with Alabama myself. South Carolina plays Clemson. Clemson's ranked number two. Uh, 26.5 point spread uh, favoring Clemson. It's in Death Valley, the other Death Valley. What do you think there, Chance? Yeah, Clemson's just past few weeks is just putting up gaudy numbers. I mean, just absurd. So, uh, and South Carolina has not hit any kind of stride. So, going to go with Clemson. I'm actually going to go with South Carolina, so thankfully we we differed on one. I just think that's a large spread for a big rivalry game. I think South Carolina is going to be up for it. I don't know who's their starting quarterback these days. I have no clue. I haven't been following them. But Clemson's been playing such an easy schedule. I just really think that at some point they're going to play defense that's going to be like, oh, well, they're not actually not that bad. And I think all in all, the SEC is this year is, is far and away the best conference in college football. So, I think South Carolina, yeah, I mean, keeps it within 17 points. Number seven, LSU. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, Clemson's better. Clemson's definitely better, but I don't think they cover. That's a large spread. Uh, number seven, LSU plays number 22, Texas A&M. Once again, these numbers could be, these rankings could be off because I don't know if they're the new CFP ones or not, but uh, they play in College Station. <clears throat> Texas A&M is favored by three. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, you know what? Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, I'm going with the Tigers. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I think they, uh, yeah, I think they take care of business. Give me the three points. All right, last and also least. Uh, number three, <laughs> number three, Notre Dame plays USC in U- at USC. Uh, Notre Dame is favored by ten and a half at the moment. What do you think there? I will say, I'm gonna say Notre Dame. I mean, I think USC is just kind of, kind of bleh, and I don't know how much home field advantage is gonna matter with a USC team that's just their fans aren't with it. So uh, I think Notre Dame will go in and handle business there. Yeah, Notre Dame is a significantly better football team than USC. USC is is very bad. The only thing that I think could keep this fairly close is it's in in Southern California. Uh, but otherwise, I I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover as well. So we only differed on on one game this week. So that's always good. Uh, and uh, you know, good luck to both of us. There was one more I had marked, but it was a West Coast game, and let's just forget about it. They don't matter. Chancy, what's your plans for the game this weekend, brother? Well, apparently, it's to stay warm. So, uh, and, 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 and not wet, as you say, uh, but, uh, planning to get up there Friday, uh, short work day on Friday and then heading up North and, uh, just kind of, it's a noon game. So having a quick turnaround Saturday, but, uh, looking forward to it, man, just going to wrap up the home season. Uh, it, it, I hadn't really thought about it a lot, but didn't get in. I got one home game last year and, and to get back to, uh, all but one this year, uh, it just, it felt my, my heart was a lot better. And then you went to Florida, too. Yeah, I Pat, I mean, Chancey, you, you do realize that like there was a part of me that was missing last year, and especially considering that was the best 
college football se- or Georgia football season that we've really seen in our lifetime for the most part. Uh, it didn't feel right. And so I'm, I'm just happy that you're back. I'm happy that we get these times. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. It's Thanksgiving. Man, I'm, I love I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for you. Thank you, man. I'm thankful for you. Oh my god! And we why 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 didn't we put that on our list earlier? That would have been the cheesiest thing we ever done. Thank God we did. Uh, oh well. Anyway, we're glad we yeah we eventually said it. I I will be there as well. I will not be in a box this time uh, unless you surprise me with ticks. Well, I, I'm not getting surprised with them. So <laughs> sorry about it. Yeah, that's you're that's completely fine. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely have my rain jacket on that. I, I had no idea about the forecast, so I'm glad you told me that. Uh, but I will be back in town on. Actually, I'll be back in town on Thursday night, and I'll be ready to go and uh, you know enjoy enjoy the day. I mean, hell, it's rivalry weekend. There's football. There's NFL. There's like MAC football on right now or something. Uh, there's like NFL on Thursday. There's a lot of football games on Friday too. In fact, I should have we should have picked one of those, but. Uh, the Apple Cup is on Friday, and so is West Virginia and Oklahoma. If you don't know what the Apple Cup is, <laughs> it's Washington versus Washington State. So, which will be a really good game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Absolutely, no doubt about it. So anyway, that's the uh, yeah, dude. We got a full slate, and then you know, a bunch of games on on Saturday too. One game that I'm upset about is that doesn't happen anymore, or it's not the big rivalry game. Rivalry. Rivalry game for them is uh, LSU Arkansas. You, every year used to be on Friday, and it used to be such a fun game to watch. And now it's Texas A&M and LSU. So whatever. But anyway, uh, that's my plans, and I'm sticking to it, brother. Let's uh, let's take care of business. Well, uh, I'm on. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see all y'all on Saturday. It's uh, it's gonna be be a fun weekend. And go dogs. And to hell with Georgia Tech. The nerds suck. Dogs on top. Dogs. Dogs.